Hi guys, it's me, John from S Club Seven, and I love listening to Dog and Sakes podcast. Well, I don't have much to do now. I'm not in the band anymore. Ambrose, delighted. Welcome to the party. We are 30 years old today. What a treat. And who better to be joined for this exclusive knees up than a man that takes 42 minutes to eat a meal at a wedding we are sat at, totally annoying the whole table in the process. It's Danny Williams. I knew I was having a little bit of a goal slow. I could see I was going slower than everyone else. We were just basically inhaling the food, by the way. Yeah. Um, but then when I realised it was starting to annoy everyone, I, I just oh, I went on. A, I went on the ultra goal slow, and I started to annoy myself. But by that point, I was way too committed to the banter. <laughs> For the third week running, Dan, the third week running, we have been supported by the cheeky panda. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky panda. Not only are they saving the world by using bamboo, which grows. 30 times faster than trees. So it's so much more sustainable. They've also, do you know, they've also donated £100,000 to the Earth, Ocean and People Initiative. Did you know that? I did not know that, Sam, but I'm glad I did. Did you know they've also saved over eight tons of plastic by switching plastic-free packaging? Again, I didn't know that, but I I feel this is stuff that we need to know. One more stat, over 19,000 tons of carbon balanced with the Woodland Trust through their use of bamboo instead of trees and paper. Brilliant. Unbelievable. But who is a cheeky panda, Dan? I'll tell you what, he's a cheeky, cheeky panda. But the the man behind the cheeky panda uh, is Chris Forbes and and everybody's wife, Julie. Great supporters of the podcast. Also great supporters of the club. Um, Saints fans, and um, you'll have seen over the last couple of games underneath the scoreboard, the advertising for uh, the cheeky panda. Sum up. Eco-friendly essentials delivered to your door. Made of bamboo instead of instead of paper. Brilliant. That's the way we have to go. We have to be sustainable, Dan. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. And they've got a sale on, and we will talk more about that at the end of the podcast. But thank you again to Chris and Julie for your continued support of ourselves and what we do. It was a lovely weekend. We had a great time this weekend, Daniel. We had a rare old time, mate. And so first of all, because I know they'll be listening, massive congratulations to our dear, dear friends, Adam and Samantha, they tied the knot at Creep Hydro on Friday. Yes, and we were um, there all day. We were there all, all day. And yeah, we we both ended up merry. The, the point where we carried on the party the next day, all day Saturday. 
It was just getting the text from you at half ten saying I'm missing in the pub at eleven. Yeah, and we were the only two people in the pub before the match on Saturday. But um we did make the game fifteen <laughs> minutes late, granted. I had five pies, two steak and chorizo and three steak and gravy. I had uh, I had two scotches because I decided to wait until half time and I felt like I'd eaten fire. But it was an interesting day on Saturday. Yeah, like not me and you in the pub. That's just not very interesting of anything. It was an odd game of football, that. And I say odd, it was quite a good game of football, I thought. Would have been nice to have a different result. Before we get to the football, there was two bits of breaking news that morning in St. Johnson in terms of signings and contracts. The first one is Callum Davidson, new long-term deal. That's good news. Brilliant news. And... Absolutely <laughs> spike the monkey! Yeah, that's the one we want. <laughs> that is appropriate. Nah, I think said last week, um, I saw his interview on Sky Sports News, and... You know, it'd been a tough sort of, obviously by this point, the dust had settled on deadline day and all that. And you can tell it had been a tough sort of week or so for him and all that. But you just, you don't want anyone else there. You don't want anyone else in charge. He's just so level-headed. He's so, he just made just sort of a five-minute interview. And it just made you feel like everything was going to be all right. Bit like our new signing. Every little thing is going to be all right. I'm a big fan. I also like how I've gone with every little thing's going to be all right, as opposed to me walking up Creef Road and the entire walk between the dogger and McDermott singing Effie Ambrose, baby. Effie Ambrose, whoa. Brilliant. We were delighted with the signing. Um, he's a steady hand. Oh, I say he's steady hand. He's, he's prone to a clanger, but he's got a bloody good goal celebration. He has got a bloody good goal celebration. He's experienced. I think it, you know what? He might not play a lot, but what he'll bring to the dressing room in terms of his experience, he's, I mean, the guy's won everything there is to win in Scottish football. I mean, people start to make a meme out of him or whatever. He's a winner. And he, in most of those sort of that great successful spell for Celtic, he, had, he was sent, you know, he was first pick. So, yeah, I think he'll, he'll certainly add something. He will. And he was on the bench for the game on Saturday against Rangers. We're still to pick up that first elusive league win of the season. It can't be far away. I thought we played excellently. I thought we were, I thought we really deserved something. And, you know, there's one way of looking at it. As I try to do, I try to look at the positives. And I thought, if we play like, I thought it was our best performance of the season, certainly in the, in the cinch. <laughs> Uh, it was, I think we actually played as well as we did away at Lasco Galatasaray. I thought for large parts of the game, we dominated the ball. I thought every, there was so many positives to take and we, we lost because of a penalty, which was a penalty. Yeah. And it was a penalty. Um, and it given away by a lad who had a fantastic game as well. So it was such a shame for him, such a shame for and Muller. But... There's a penalty and an absolute raker. That was a peach, wasn't it? Not a lot you can there's, do with it. There's nothing anyone could have done about that. Uh, it was, what's well, it? Was, there was so many positives to take, but unfortunately, the one thing we really wanted, one thing we really needed was three points and we didn't get No, we've got Aberdeen on Saturday, which they're absolutely terrible at the moment. So fingers crossed. But, I think we might scud them on Saturday. We might, but who was the one side we, last season we just couldn't play against? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was Aberdeen. For whatever reason, we couldn't. But 
I thought looking around the team, I thought, um, the, I'll get to him in a minute, actually, the player I thought was the absolute standout. But I thought Spoonie coming back in, you know, having played 20, you know, in the last sort of month, I think he got 25 minutes for Canada and 50 seconds against uh, against Lask. So obviously shorter game time, but he got 90 minutes to look right up. Right over the pace. Sorry, he had a very good I just heard, I just heard the time scale about the last game. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm like I should have I should have got a chuckle. Yeah, that, that was one of the better ones. That went over um, my head there slightly. Sorry. So he's yeah he's. I thought Spooner looked up with a pace. I thought Ali Crawford did some very good things. I think it might just take him a couple of games to really get up with a pace. He's obviously had a few few problems with injuries of late, but he's. I thought he he did some pretty good things on the ball. And then at the back, I thought, as I say, Muller was excellent. He just gave away the, the penalty. I thought Devine and Rooney looked a threat. I thought McCart looked somewhere back to his best. I thought James Brown yep. coming in on that right side, sort of centre half. And we've been saying for a while, actually, a lot of Saints fans have been saying, well, Brown looks like a good defender. Surely he could go in there. And that's the hole that Jason Kerr's, you know, sort of left. But I thought he did a really, really good job. And it meant Rooney wasn't coming into the middle. It meant Rooney could stay out, out wide. I think Brown could be one to sort of maybe look and develop there because he can bring the ball out. I thought he was. I thought he had a very, very good game, actually. Make that position his own. Yep, I think so. I thought he was an absolute star. I uh, feel a bit sorry for Ali Crawford. As you say, try to get in at the game. Maybe I didn't miss a setter, but I think he just... It'll take a bit of time to settle in, but that's the kind of break Saints are getting in front of goal at the moment. We had one shot on target, one goal, so we are taking our chances. But, well, we, we did. That's what we've been saying. That's what, exactly what I said we needed to do. We, I said we'd get a chance and we took it, and I, I thought he was fantastic as well, Michael Holler, and I thought he had a great game. It was a lovely goal. What a ball over. That was from Muller as well. Yeah. To put him yeah. in, that was a fantastic ball. But, um, yeah, just a little bit disappointed. And when we did have chances, Alec Crawford obviously had a... A very good chance. He just snatched at it a little bit. And same with one Reese Devine had that he got on the end of and it was like watching you at five aside, mate. He just went back on it. <laughs> I've got, I got better though. You went you didn't play last Thursday. I was head down a lot. I was hitting them on target, but still they weren't going in, but they were on target. So baby steps, my in, friend. Baby I in, steps. I was in the pub. You were in the pub. For, for a shocker last you know, over this weekend. But yeah, so many positives to be had. And hopefully, Aberdeen and Hibbs certainly say the games that we can get something out of. I think so. Um, we seem to do better against... There's, but there's a lot of teams struggling in the league this season. Like you said, we're still sitting seventh who have not won a game this season. Ross Kennedy yeah. haven't won a game. Livingston haven't won a game. Dundee are struggling. So there's a, there's lots of positives to take. Just going to take a couple... In fact, it was a little bit sort of the same last season. It just takes a couple of wins and you can see yourself. Aye. Moving up the glorious, glorious cinch. <laughs> With a small C. With a small C. Well, also, you've got to consider this season, Celtic can't drop in points sort of willy-nilly either. That's true. So it's going to be a race for third. 2-1 to Glasgow Rangers. They left McDermott with three points and a bill for numerous seats in the Ormond stand, which were fairly smashed up. Now, they, had a few, um, they had a few seats in front of me in the main stand, seemingly. I'm not sure how they got all of them. But... Oh, I have to apologise. <laughs> To which I thought were a couple of Rangers fans in front of me, and I might have had a wee go at them, but they ignored me and kept their heads down because they were filming the Rangers fans and laughing and joking. It turns out they weren't Rangers fans at all; they were Charlie Gilmore's dad and brother. Well, that's him not coming on, is it? No. So I I apologise wholeheartedly to them. I was a wee bit annoyed and a bit full and grumpy after five pies. 
But let's move on. Let's go. It's 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 a 30th <laughs> anniversary. Don't I feel terrible? Ross Park texted me to say that he went. It was actually Charlie Gilmore's dad. I was like, ah, oops. But shall we move on? Let's move on, Sam. It's our 30th anniversary today, and it's time to bring the party. An appropriate party tune, even when it's just me and you in the boozer. Because you've got to be partying, mate. Like um, like Andrew WK said, let's get a party going. Let's get a party going. We do what we like and we like what we do. That's a great song. That is a great song. Like it for running, but let's, uh, let's go here. Oh, that was the full version there. So... We're, we're hitting you early. Giorgio Boy on the Royal, everyone's favourite St. Johnston-based player-spotting segment of any podcast out there. It's, I, w- I think it's the finest player-spotting uh, feature available on any Scottish podcast. Uh, I think it might have been the first. Yeah, I know there's more than one now, but you know that just says it all about, about other podcasts, really. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, my dear boy. There you go. Anyway, George O'Boy on the Royal. If you're new to this podcast, you might be. Could be new to you. Rangers fans might be want to listen in to see how what we made of their team and their their terrible fans. And <laughs> most of them are pretty terrible. Not all of them, yeah. to be fair, but some of them are. So, George O'Boy on the Royal, where have you seen St. Johnson players? They could be in their new place of work. They could be on holiday. They could be bowling. 10 pin or lawn, we've had both. They could be ready. Oh. <laughs> all of the bowls. All of the bowl. I think the only one we've not had is French bowls. Patonk. Patonk. Oh, that's mad. They play that on the North Inch, don't they? There's a, a patonk ring, yeah. There. A lot of patonkers down there. Patonk, tonk. <laughs> Who have we got this week, Dan? Sam, I've got to tell you. We've got this one coming from one of our listeners, Neil, an absolute gent. Um, very. He spent like half the message being very complimentary uh, about the podcast. Read it out then. Well, he says, lads, absolutely love the podcast. It's been genuinely a source of pleasure for me through lockdown with all of these boring walks and runs we had to go on. Neil, I love that, mate. But you've got to remember, and everyone's got to remember, a dog isn't just for lockdown. A dog is for life. It is. We're not just, we're not just flashing the pans. We're here for... We're here for a long time and a good time. <laughs> oh, you see anyone we've here for a here for a good time, not a long time in the Tinder profile. You got swiping a hard, hard left boy. <laughs> right, let's go. <laughs> Who's anyway, this week's George O'Boyle on the Royal? For the love of God. Moving on. So he's got he said uh, he's got a George O'Boyle for us. So he says, basically the story goes, he works as a firefighter at Edinburgh Airport. Good job. Yeah, really good job. Fantastic. Well he done, you, Neil. So, that's, yeah, well, that's a bit patronising, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, go get yourself on, Neil. Big yourself up. Anyway, basically, the story goes, he works in firefighter at Edinburgh Airport. I've already said that, but I'm going to say it again. Worth it. Because I forgot what I was up to. And he said a few years ago, we were looking to take some new recruits. And he said he was surprised to see, day one, that one of these new recruits... The next Saints player? Was none of it. It was an ex-Saints player. It was none other than Bryn Halliwell of 2006 CIS semi-final fame. Very good. Good keeper. Former, former stopper. He wasn't a bad keeper, was he? He played five years with Clyde, I think. Um, then Dunfermline, I think that's where we got him from. But he was decent. I think he only played a handful of games for us, maybe 20, I want to say. But 
but he also was at Hearts, Clyde again, Paddock Thistle, Forfar, Morton, Queen and South. A journeyman. A journeyman football, but you, you get goalies like that. Get a big, that big bugger who turned up for Hibs in that semi-final. Comrade Logan. Oh, yes. He was a unit, isn't he? He was an absolute unit. But you get him, and goalkeepers do this. Like, they'll turn up and, like, become a cult hero. Play a couple of games. Yeah. Then, you're thinking, like, Jimmy Glass at Carlisle, for obvious reasons. Scored, you know, goalkeeper scored the goal that stopped them going out of business. Decent return. Um, what was he called, that guy? Do you remember Cup game, 2008? Barnsley went away to Anfield and won. To, I was like, cut fifth round. And he'd signed the goalkeeper, Luke Steele. I actually remember him because he was on the United's books when he was a kid. Luke Steele. They signed him on the Friday as some, like, emergency, emergency signing. Signed him on the Friday. He said he had to go through Wikipedia and look through all the players, look through all his new teammates. And then he went out on the Saturday at Anfield, early kickoff, and just pulled off an absolute string of worldies. Nice. That's what you want. That's the dream. That's a kind of Conrad Logan. He did exactly the same in that semi-final, which they ended up going yeah. on to win that Scottish Cup that year. So, Bryn Halliwell. Bryn Halliwell. Yeah, so that's the story. Oh, there was no, no punchline to that. It, <laughs> it's a little bit, actually. said. The guy is pretty good banter. And he has some great stories, definitely worthy of the podcast. Says he gave us plenty of laughs at work. So fingers crossed, he'd be a good shout on the podcast. Well, so that would Bryn, be. Come on, Bryn, play the game, my if friend. You, if you're listening, buddy, get in touch with us. We'll get on. We'll you can share some stories. He'd only be our second goalkeeper on. He would only be our second goalkeeper on. But goalkeepers, son, I got to tell you, I like a goalkeeper. Good. I like a good goalkeeper. I like slagging off bad goalkeepers. You do? So, but what we don't really have is we've not had many examples, probably until today, and apart from that time Alan Main was in City Nightclub, oh, yeah. we haven't had too many examples. We've been a bit of a goalkeeper-like podcast, to be honest with you. I think well, so. We had one goalkeeper guest, and we've not had too many goalkeeper no boils. But, so I need examples, Sam. <laughs> I need examples. Former Saints, but specifically, i got to know, and I need to know, I'm yearning, I'm aching. I've got a fire in my belly to know what former Saints goalkeeper's up to. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples of what it could be up to. You've seen it. You come and let your old Nas know, and we'll read them out. So have you ever seen former Saints stopper Graham Smith having a bloody lovely old time cutting the red ribbon at the National Memorial for Geronimo the Alpaca? <laughs> I think this is what he could have done. And if you've seen it, you come let us know. And I think you need another example. I think you need another example. I'm going to give you another example. I'm delighted to do so. And this one, I'm going to turn to former Saints number one, Peter Enkelman. And have you ever seen, have you ever seen Peter Enkelman asking random people in the streets if they've ever seen the rain in a touching tribute to both Creedence Clearwater Revival and Rod Stewart? He loves them both. He can't get enough of them. you know what? I've got to give you a third example. Oof. It's a Brucey bonus this week. It's a third example. Have you ever seen President Saints number two, Elliot El Paz Parish, walking on water with the sun shining out of his ass? Because that's what we see every single day with the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen any of this? Can you let us know? All the usual social streams. Doggy Saints on Instagram. Doggy Saints on Twitter. DoggerSaints.com, the contact section. And the old... FaceEB, you come and let us know if you've seen us on FaceEB. Stop looking through all the pictures of when you were 18 and, in a, and you had a massive fringe. 
It'll do you no good. You're bald now. <laughs> I can forget it. <laughs> so he's not looking, and you can't get in touch with him, boys. Get there. Lovely stuff, Dan. Well done. Three examples. That's very well done. Good job this week, my friend. I'd, given sort of I'm, my voice still hasn't recovered from the weekend, I, I was worried about that, but I think I got there. You did indeed get there. You did. It was real nice. Let's go to theme team. But before we start this week's theme team, we changed the theme tune from the classic theme team theme tune, the haunted one, to a... Uh, it's time for theme team with Sam and Dan. Yeah. But there was also a third option. We've had three, but I've not used the third one yet. I don't think you've even heard I mean, it. No, I've not heard it yet. Right, here, we, here we go. Team team. Team team. Team team. Team team. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Go on. Emma Sweet Light Chocolate by Shanks and Bigfoot. I do remember Sweet Light Chocolate by Shanks and Bigfoot. It's yeah. a lot like, it reminds me of Sweet Light Chocolate. And you know what, Jace? You bring me so much joy, baby, with your theme songs. You are Sweet Light Chocolate yourself, Dan. Huh, I know, mate. All right. Anyway, next, <laughs> next one. Next one. Well, that's the original. That is the one we all know and love. That is the game. Yeah. But, but that was replaced with this. Modern, funky, and fresh, Dan. I'm a big fan of that. I love that one. It's good. It, I, I don't know what it is about it. I think it's just, I think it sets the whole thing up. I think you like it because it's got our names in it. And not many yeah, songs have our names in it. Oh, no, yeah. There's definitely no songs with Danny or Daniel in there. I can't think of any top of my head. There's not many Sam songs. I don't think there's any Sam songs, is there? I could make one up. I would love that. Looking in their eyes, I see a memory, but I never realized. How happy you made me, oh Sammy. I like that. You did change the word Mandy, but I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Danny would work for that as well. But anyway. I'm sure we'll have, I'm sure we'll have Barry Manilow's lawyers on the phone, I'm, you know, by by sort of nine o'clock Tuesday morning. I think so. Right. This week's theme team was the world of retail. We had some absolute belters, but before we get to that, we'll get to last week's results. And it was the tightest poll we've ever run. <laughs> It was tight, my friend. It was tighter than... A tight tiger. A tight tiger. Tight like a tiger. It was, t- <laughs> it was tighter than a Yorkshireman in Aberdeen. <laughs> well, well done, Dan. You managed to say the word tight without going for the blue comedy option. Anyway. Well done, you. Yeah. Anyway, right. I'm actually sort of not wanting to make a mess of this because it was very tight. And I think these options really deserved, deserved proper credence here. So coming in fourth, with just 7% in a vote, this was your early favourite, Sam. Go on. Jelly McMahon. Oh, what? That was Steve Oswald with that one. Uh, unlucky, Steve. That was a great effort. I was a big fan of that. I thought it was a great shout. I really do. But I think when I was up against who it was up against, I can see why it's going kind to of struggle. Who was third? Let's get through this. It was, it was just the wrong way. Yeah, right. 
third um, was Macaroni D's. Macaroni D's. That's 25% of the vault. That was Blair Kaler uh, who came with that, which was a, a, a play on from Alex's original Macaroni Cheese. Uh, Macaroni D's had three St. Spurs in it, which was plenty of bang for your buck there. It was VFM baby. VFM. <laughs> so again, Blair, another week. Might have been up. You might have won it with that because it was a great shout. But when you're up against what came in second, and this only came in second with 33% of the vote, and what came in first with 35%, there was 2% in it. Wow. There was 2%. And Flan Sandaza, who came in with Flan Sandaza, Sam? It was Call. Call on Twitter came in with Flan Sandaza. Call, baby, you've just missed out by 2%, I'm afraid. Flan Sandaza was second with 33%. But the winner, so the winner. With 35% and a worthy winner. But they all would have been worthy winners last week. Prawn Rooney. Prawn Rooney. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and that was the winner was Jamie. So well done, Jamie, uh, for sending us in Prawn Rooney. It was simple. It was effective. It was brilliant. And a deserved winner of this week's theme team. Last week's theme team, I should say. Last week's theme team, yeah. I actually think, you know, of, of like my favourite winners were that. I think you've got to go one. You've got to go really elaborate. Like Uwe Illuminations, that was brilliant. Yeah. But then just like Zanderlecht. Yeah. It's Prawn a, Rooney. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a fine balance. Right? This week we've got some fine retail companies. We've got some internet-based companies. We've got some supermarkets. We've got an electrical shop, which is now defunct. Shall we go straight into this? If someone has managed to make a theme team out of rum bellows. <laughs> they haven't, no. <laughs> Is it not? Is it a different one? It right. Was, I, I, know what, I think I know what it is. Uh, it was Simon Maplin. <laughs> it was supposed to be a player in Latin. Oh, right. I thought it was going to be Curry's Davidson. Oh, uh, no, it wasn't. No. Fair enough. Simon Maplin's really good, though. That's a strong start. Alan Stewart, he's good every week. He throws in. We've got Keith Watson's chippy. I like oh. Watson's chippy. Good chippy. Oh, I miss Watson's. And uh, he's also he's staying on the chippy theme tune. He's going for Henry Holgates. Oh. Holgates is a good chippy. Good chippy. That is a good chippy. That is a very good chippy. It is. Um, they're both from Alan Stewart. Richard Sutherland, he always comes in with some belters and some good ones. This week, Xander Clarks. Good shoe shop. Brilliant. Peter McDonald's. Brilliant as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, why that's tickled me that. That's good. Uh, Alan, Andy Gannon, we're getting the same names every week. These guys know how to play the game. Andy Gannon came in with Top Manus. Andy, you're up in form. It's been similar to Sean Rooney last season. It really has done. It's uh, he's in a, he's in a bit of a blue spell at the moment, isn't he? A, a purple patch. Purple patch. Uh, and he also came up with Don McVicar phone warehouse. It's elaborate. It's good. We'll stick with it. Alex Stewart M's one this week, which was webuyanycar.com. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's really really good. Yeah, um, we'll stick on the, the, the theme of internet-based companies and go for kevinmoonpig.com. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from Davy Hunter, which was excellent. Thanks. Last week's runner-up, Fran Sandaza, is back on, in the game this week uh, with Fran Sandazda. Very good. Very good. Uh, All Things Saints came up with loads, and this was a really popular one as well, but just simple Craig's. Great. Yeah, so well done, everybody. Oh, that was Craig's, by the way. Yeah, I hate when they say there's a bit of heat in it and there's not. There's no heat in it whatsoever. No heat in it. No, but you just got to say it's the classics, to be honest with you. That's it. Beefy bake. Beefy bake, beefy bake, beefy bake. <laughs> no, like... I'd have to say my favourite is the beefy bake. <laughs> <laughs> a scone and tea at half past three makes the world a little brighter. You can take brighter. your... 
cupcakes and fancy scones and stick them up your right uh, next one Tony what everyone wants there's a blast from the past that is a blast from the past good one as well that was from Craigie uh, there was a few people who came up with Colin Samuels or Colin H Samuels there was a few of them yeah. uh, so well done to everybody who came in with that uh, Jason this is a Perth specific one this is from Craigie this is Jason Kerrigan's Kerrigan's oh. is next to Dickens isn't it the weekend of tobacco tobacconist yeah yeah but to bother. Yes, yes. Just on the well, Dickens on the corner, and it's on on Methon Street, isn't it? The very same. Stephen Dobby's. Really. That was from uh, Stephen Oswald again. Michael O'Halloran Summers. That was from James Knowles. It's good. Can it be it? And this is from Big Tall Paul on Instagram. He sent in one. Um, he said apparently it was a player from the early nineties. James Benson for beds. Yeah. I can't remember the guy. But we'll take his word from that he was a St. Johnston player. But while I go through who we think should be in the final, give it a quick Google. James Benson, St. Johnston. Let's let's find out more about this guy. And I'm going to save my favourite one for last. Oh, hold on, I found, I found, I found him. Good, that was um, quick. Go on. Sam, Sam. James William Benson. April 3rd, 1945 to October the 10th, 2008, was an American aerospace engineer. <laughs> who founded SpaceDev, a commercial satellite and satellite component development company, and the Benson Space Company, a civilian spaceflight venture focused on commercial space tourism. So not only was James Benson a, a you know, centre for uh, saints in his spare time, he was also a tit. <laughs> he does a lot of space stuff, but yes, good. I presume that's not the same one. No, I can't find a Wikipedia page for the James Benson who played for St. Johnston. Right. If anybody knows or remembers... We'll keep going. We'll keep... We'll... By the end of the show. Right. The last one again. So, but again, before I name the last one, thanks to every single person that sends in. We can't read them all out, but we appreciate them. We appreciate you sending them in to us. We love it. They're great. And the last one we're going from Ian Miller. No relative. Not my uncle Ian Miller. It's not him. Um, this is a good one. Deliver Rooney. Smashing. That is cracking. <laughs> that is pretty much what we're looking for. It is. But who do we go with? Deliverini? Is that going to be the winner? We buy any car.com, Ray? I like that. I like that. But, uh, have to go with or Kevin, KevinMinpig.com. Putting them three to a vote. I think so. I think I'll have to be them three. Need uh, one more as well. We've got... Let's not waste valuable tweet space. Let's not. We need to get the, all the characters in. We'll have a think about the last one, but there's three, their three definitely goes in. Yeah, but if I and have, then after that, it's all up for grabs. It is. If I have missed you uh, on any of the ones, please do keep sending them in. Um, there's so many of them, but we really, really appreciate you sending them in. So we're going to take a week off until we can get some new mugs in because I'm running shy of them. So this will be last. This will be the last one for a week or so. Then we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. We'll think of a good topic to get you right in the mood. The Dogger Saints podcast is proud to be supported by the Cheeky Panda. The journey started when St. Johnson supporter Chris Forbes and wife Julie took a trip to Asia in 2016, where they saw the surplus of bamboo that was being wasted and thought, why are we not using this instead of trees? 27,000 trees are cut down every single day for paper production and bamboo is the fastest growing plant in the world, making it extremely renewable and sustainable as it grows 30 times faster than trees. We make household, baby and beauty products out of glorious bamboo that are kind to you and our planet too. A one-stop shop for all your eco-essential needs. They've got the lot. Bamboo toilet paper, kitchen roll, straws, biodegradable wipes, nappies and much more. Whether you want to be sustainable, go plastic free or be a little bit more cheeky, look no further. They can be found on Amazon, in-store in Boots, Waitrose Superdrug and many, many more stores. 
For their full story, available products and all the information, please visit cheekypanda.com. So speaking of polls, we had a few up last week. One was to declare our first ever top dogger, which was for the month of August. Who was going to be your star man? We, we narrowed it down to two guys, could have been three, four, but we narrowed it down to Ali McCann and Xander Clark. You have the results and they're going to be the winner of the first ever top dogger dog bowl for the month of August. Sam, I've got a results at hand, my friend. Go on. Would now, you- we'll just add um, on the theme team, we've had an incredibly tight vote. In fact, probably the tightest vote we've ever had on anything here on the Dogger Saints podcast on episode 30. How have we got to 30 episodes, by the way? <laughs> Absolute nonsense. <laughs> we went on for two hours and 13 minutes last week and there was no game of football. It was ridiculous. It was <laughs> just you talking absolute rambling crap. But we have tried to streamline it this week. We have tried to streamline we have, it. A bit. We, have, we have made an effort, but if you want the rambling rambling nonsense to come back, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do. Anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> so we had the tightest vote we ever had there just on the theme on the theme team. This one, less tight. And we did say, don't like the fact that Ali McCann left the club influence yet. I don't know whether it has, but McCann was really, really good in that, in his final month for the club. But then again, the guy I put forward won. So I'm okay with that. 74% of the vote, Sam. Xander Clark is the first winner of Top Dogger. Celebrate good times, come on. It's a celebration. And he's, no, I think he's probably deserving of it. I think McCann getting 26% of the vote. This seems to happen, right, whenever we do, whenever Ellie McCann turns up in a vote. Because I end up launched into an impassioned defence of him in the award ceremony last year when he finished sixth. Yeah, that's true. Which <laughs> was mental. Finished behind Chris Kane. Anyway, um, so he's, love you, Kano. Um, anyway, he's, Ali McCann, 26% of the vote. To be honest with you, Preston's Ali McCann, so fucking. Well done, Xander. Big yourself up, boy. You will get your reward through the post. We'll drop it into McDermott, and what a treat you are in for. If you don't have a dog, get one. Has he got a, has he got a dog? For a cat? Could work. It could work for a cat. Footballs tend to be dog people. He's the cat. He is the cat. He doesn't need a cat. He is the cat. Indeed. So, but congratulations. You are the first ever winner of Top Dogger for the month of August. We'll be back in two weeks to declare September's one. Unbelievable. Oh, ah, it's, it's incredible. It, it, it just it just time passes by, doesn't it, mate? Oh, time passes by when you're having fun. 30 episodes. 30 at 3-0. 30 episodes. It's probably, just to go back to Top Dogger, it probably isn't a, it's probably a bit of a damning indictment of the sort of August Saints had that the goalkeeper's one player in a month by an absolute landslide. Yeah, he did. But, 
He did awfully it was, uh, well. He was, ex- was exceptional. He was actually first game in September um, against Rangers. I thought, he had a, I thought he had a great game again. So, no, he's he's in a rich vein of form, is the boy. And so, you know, Scotland call-ups, European games, and now, you know, a unofficial St. Johnston podcast has awarded you a dog bowl. So, quite a, quite a few weeks for you there, Zando. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff from the boy, but... Let's move on. We've got more features for you. More features. And this one includes some terrible merchandise. We can't ever get rid of this feature. It's just too good, said said my mum once. Did she? Yeah, she likes uh, Club Shopping Shame because it's not about football, really. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. She's a woman of impeccable taste. She didn't like the potty mouth. She noticed a marked improvement last week that I didn't utter one swear word. Yeah, yeah. I've got better. You have, yeah, we we have. We're, we're, we did change the name of the, uh, the this feature from shit merch to club shop of shame to 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 swear less. Yeah, I mean that one swear word that we kicked out an episode that way that made all the difference. But what I mean, I love this feature. I genuinely do and because this, it's just it's ridiculous. It is. If you've never listened to the podcast before, hello, I'm Sam. I'm Dan. How are you well, friends? Hi. So we, like, used to send in where you have seen terrible, terrible football-based merchandise. And this week, the, for the first ever time, we like to mix this feature up. We've been over to Australia, America a couple of times. We've been to Manchester, Liverpool, London. Done Scotland. We did do Scotland. Oh, really? The Topiary Ball. That was Old really bad. stuff. Yeah. Then with the Topiary, top, topiary Ball cage. It's 50 quid. That was bad. But this time, we are going even closer to home. We are. We're doing St. Johnston. You know what? Because nobody, nobody is exempt from the club shop of shame. Not even our very own handsome soccer boys of Perth. (laughs) Sexy St. Johnston. You're right. And we are featuring St. Johnston this week. It's not an official piece of club merchandise, though, which is a saving grace. So we can slag it. Go. It's not official merchandise, but still, dear listeners, dear friends, welcome to the club shop and shame. St. Johnston special. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What, what's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Shame. <sighs> we knew this day would come. We didn't know when, but we discovered something. Well, we seen it on the St. Johnston banner page and we could tell by the amount of likes it didn't have that it was a piece of crap. <laughs> It's either going to have too many likes or not. not. And if there's a sweet spot in the middle, you know something's good. Um, by the way, this is the St. Johnston special, not the St. Johnston special, as I said in the intro there. So, that was good. Uh, yeah. Um, right, Sam. Here we go. I'm just I'm trying to find the buildings to this. Do you like hats? Occasionally. Um, I've passed the stage of wearing baseball caps now because I think I'm too old. See... Yeah, I'm I'm not one for any of that. Um, I, I don't really wear hats, but I do enjoy, like, in the winter, I enjoy a woolly hat. I like a, a bobble hat in the winter time. I, do, I really like a bobble hat, so I'm um, fair fond of that. So caps, I mean, I wear a cap playing golf and cricket, like a baseball cap, mm-hmm. wear a bobble hat in the winter. And if the occasion dictated, I would wear a really, really natty top hat or a bowler. But <laughs> only if the occasion dictated. But Sam... There's one thing I wouldn't wear. The St. Johnston double winner's commemorative cap. <laughs> what kind of cap is it? Right. There's likely people that listen to this podcast 
who really like this. So I'm going to try and not completely nail it to the wall. But right. So what it is, you know, the old timey sort of international caps you used to get with a little tassel on top. You still get them. They still dish them out. Oh, yeah, of course you do. Um, which is maybe another issue. But yeah, so you've got like, I don't know, Steve Bloomer, where his England cap with a tassel on the top. Right. So there's one I'm going to, I'm going to sort of come from the root cause here. It's an old-timey thing. It's an old-timey style thing. And I don't mind a bit of retro. I really don't. But this is an old-timey thing with double winners 2020-21 on it. So if it was, to be honest with you, if it was just like an, an old sort of style St. Johnston, probably still wouldn't like, I'd probably still wouldn't like it, but <laughs> I'd maybe understand it more. It's the fact that it's got double winners 2020-21 on it. There's some sort of silver stitching around it, which I don't know, sort of makes it look like a drag queen's veil in a sort of wedding style skit that they're doing. Who's the company are making these? Right, yeah. So back to the point. So it's it's a company called Sporting Memories. Now I've got another issue coming up. Do you have anything to to wedge in with at this stage? Uh, yeah, it looks like it's been sat in a loft for maybe seventy years. That's, yeah, is that what they're going for? I, well, now this this is part of the issue, Sam. So I'm looking through it. So you've got Celtic quadruple treble cap. Nobody cares. Um, Yeovil Town League One playoff winners 2012-2013. Wow. Um, Manchester City quadruple winners. Well, I don't know what they... Well, they've never done that. So that's another thing. But anyway, all these caps they've got. All these caps that the sporting memories are producing look quite pristine. The Saints one looks like it's been run through a cement mixer <laughs> for a couple of hours before they did the photographs to put it on sale. It's I, I just don't I don't get it. It's, yeah, it's not like yeah, all the ones like you say, the Yobo ones are nice rich green and white. The Asmilla yeah. ones are nice like nice solid burgundy and light blue. The Saints one looks like it's been used to dust underneath our, our couch. Yeah. That that's it. And I, I don't know whether Sporting Memories have just sort of decided to fob us off, whether they had some like, whether that's sort of the, the cut-offs of other caps. I don't know. But <laughs> all told, I'm not in favour of it. But there's litmus tests to be had. There is. There's a right? few. What's the description? Can we go for that first? Is there, is yeah, there... we'll go for the description. Sorry. Fobbed us off for the description as well. Celebrate St. Johnson's stunning 2020-21 domestic double cup win with this stunning commemorative cap. Well, I've used the word stunning twice there, and once is very appropriate. Um, <laughs> embroidered with the Scottish League Cup and the Scottish Cup, this cap is a must for all Saints. And they've spelled Saints with a small s at the end there, so that's annoying me as well. But, <laughs> is, that um, is, that, is that all it says? That is the description. <laughs> they couldn't even... <laughs> They couldn't even find a way to even pretend to sort of jazz this up. Is this to be worn or just displayed or what do you do with it? I think, I think it's been displayed. I mean, I'm not being funny. You're probably not even going to so much as go down to McDermott Park wearing this. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of stuff you wear at McDermott Park, did you see the bloke who was dressed like Winston that was in the front row at the Rangers <laughs> yeah, game? I did, yeah. That was excellent in his, in his burgundy jacket and flat cap. What a treat that was. That was one of the many, one of the, well, one of the highlights of the, of the day. I love stuff like that. Absolute highlight like that. That was brilliant. 
Did you um, hear about uh, Rory or from the uh, Lynn's producer from the the breakfast show? Did you see it? I did see that. Yeah, I was going to bring this up. So Rory, who our Sam here has been known to roast live on radio from time to time. Yeah, the Hibs fan I had a, a roast off with on Pure Radio. Um, became a bit of a hero this uh, this week when he buried a bottle of Buckfast on the site of Glasgow Green. Then when he went into transmit, he dug it up. What a guy! It's just it's incredible behaviour. It's just his face as well. When it's, yeah. it's like the look of pride and determination. But people are oh, like, oh, what a, what a dick. There's nids like that. I give it by name. It was a, just a publicity stunt. It was, it was a publicity from... stunt. Yeah. Every, you will not, it, I'm sure it will all become awfully clear. Yeah. He, but, did, he did drink it, but it wasn't just to be a nid. Yeah. It was just for a bit of banner. Nids like I give things a bad name. Maybe a bottle of Buckfast. Yeah. A litre bottle as well. It wasn't even a half bottle. It was a full bottle. Oh. It was the big shindingo. <laughs> the big shindingo, indeed. So this uh, St. Johnson commemorative cap, right. the description Commem- gave us absolutely nothing. What about the price? What, what are we expecting to pay for this? Right, I can actually understand this. I can actually genuinely understand it because they're probably a small company and the craft made to measure and all that. So there is going to be profit margins there. You might have gathered, listeners, I, we're not particularly fond of this thing. In, in the other department, in the sort of looks department. But price can always be a bit of a saving grace. Alas, on this occasion, if you want to look like, if you want to look like you've just been dragged head first through the, <laughs> dragged head first for a building site, <laughs> you can do on your way to McDermott Park for the price of £34.99. pence. Oh. Compared to some of the stuff we've had from America and Australia in recent times, it's not... As bad, but it's it's bad. It's it's blind price wise. It's bad. Oh, I've got to point out. Speaking of things in America, and that um, I got a message. Uh, the name forgive uh, escapes me. Who sent me it? But I'll, I'll I'll thank them next week. The American shops are run by the MLS themselves. So each club have got their own cornhole game, costing the same thing. The clubs themselves don't run their their merchandise. It all comes centrally from MLS. So. Each team, like Portland Timbers, had a cornhole set. The lot they all did. I love the Portland Timbers. All there you go, and you can. I absolutely love it. If I was to pick an MLS team, a bit of Portland Timbers because you have that guy. Whenever they score a goal, so it awesome. comes and gets. Yeah, that's the. It's um, a bit of the log off. Remember, Chris Boyd did a an advert for was it mattresses? Like a, <laughs> a mattress company. <laughs> mattress. I've, I must have that here. Where hold on, I'll find it. I'll play it. I've, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got it saved on my phone. Here it is here. On the soccer field, I'm lucky enough to get the occasional thing for free. Like a free kick, for example. When it comes to scoring quality matches for as close as free as I'm going to get, I want partly matches on my team. Locally made matches with great prices all the time, right here in Portland. Which means I don't have to miss wife looking for a good night's sleep. Plus, I get what I'm looking for, for unbeatable price. It's like having my cake and eating it too. Except I'm actually more of a protein shake guy. Park Lane Mattresses. Great prices every day. For locations, visit parklanemattresses.com. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Brilliant, no, but he's, 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 he's kind of doing that Joey Barton, Steve McLaren kind of kind of weird accent thing going on. We are not just underdogs. We are how you say mesh of underdogs. <laughs> Odd. But yeah, we've, we've, we've deviated from the, the club shop of shame this week, which was a St. Johnson commemorative cap. Is this worthy of going into the club shop of shame? Yes. I agree as well. There is no two ways about this one. And it's not official Saints, Saints merge, but it's got the good name of St. Johnston on there. And I believe it's Sully's it. I, th- I think it's Sully's it as well. I watched Sully the other day. Have you seen it? The film? 
That one with Tom Hanks? Uh, yeah, it's a pilot lands in the Hudson. Oh, yeah. No, is it good? Yeah, it's excellent, yeah. It's got the the co-pilot's um, Two-Face from Batman. Couldn't get, couldn't look over, couldn't, uh, Harvey Dent. Really? Yeah. Is Tom Hanks done a bad film? Uh, the Terminal wasn't great. Oh, yeah, that was a bit weird, but it was watchable. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you've ever seen a bad Tom Hanks film, let us know. Through all the usual if channels. anyone comes to us with Apollo 13, we're going to have issues. I'm a big fan of Apollo 13. I love Apollo 13. Great yeah. film. Brilliant film. Right. But that's Club Shop of Shame this week. It's in. Now, if you've ever seen... <sighs> Jesus, age Christ on a bike. If you've ever seen a bit of terrible merch from some, some football club, doesn't have to be Saints, could be any club. Let us know. We need to know. And I'm going to send you over to my pal, Dan, to give you some more examples. Scarves. Scarves is a word I discovered I can't smell, I can't spell before. Or see when I was trying to type when I was trying to type it into my phone and it had an L in there. And I was like, why is why is it telling me why is it autocorrecting it? Yeah. So that was a mistake. Anyway, you know what else is a mistake? Half and half scarves. I've got a half and half scarf. I've got a St. Johnson Galatashley one. Well, that maybe <laughs> says more about you as a person than anything else. Um, but no. There are there are obviously mitigating circumstances around everything in life. So Miller or anyone that got St. Johnston Galatasaray half and half as a commemorative item. That I do get. I saw on Mon- um, football magazine Mundial today were um, pimping that they'd done a Aldi and Little half and half scarf. <laughs> nice. That is very much at the other end of the scale. That is very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> it might be something I spend a disproportionate amount of money on. Oh, yeah. Save me up. However, I'm thinking of the world of Scottish football and half and half scarves in Scottish football. I need to give you examples. I'm yearning. I'm yearning to know what half and half scarves you might have seen in the world of Scottish football, the glorious world of the cinch with a small C. So now I'm thinking, what are great rivals in Scottish football? Two teams that you you wouldn't expect to share a half and half scarf. Hearts and hips. You wouldn't expect hearts and hips, half and half scarf. You wouldn't. The secondary Tayside derby, Dundee and Dundee United, you wouldn't expect a half and half scarf there. I do have a point to bring up on this in a minute and I'll get to it after. But the big one, the big one you wouldn't expect. One half Rangers, the other half their great, great rival. A team they detest more than anyone else. A team that boils their blood and that the very existence aches them to the core. That's right, Alloa. Same old Alloa, always cheating. Have you ever seen a half and half Rangers and Alloa scarf? You go and let the boys know. I will get it on there because I think it's out there. If I know it's out there, and I'm yearning to find out if it's out there, a relic from the great, great days of Rangers in League Two. And that's what I want to know. And to be honest with you, I could have done with them staying there forever. So have you seen from that great rivalry they made with Alloa Athletic, have you seen a half and half scarf commemorating that? You come and see us, you let the boys know. And we'll consider it for the club shop of shame. Our handy weekly compendium on what's going on. Get there. Lovely. I've just while you were doing that, I was actually having a quick Google to see if I could find an Aloha uh, Rangers half and half scarf. I couldn't. Well, it would be out there. I think it probably Sorry? would be out there. Yeah, it might it must be out there. This might be the one example that we can find. So if we can make this happen, or if you can like, find an Annan Athletic and Wraith Rovers half and half scarf. D- Look, we'll, we will give a mug to the person that can give us the most two random Scottish football team half and half scarves. Yes, that, I'm, I'm gen, 
that started off as a banter, but it's genuinely now turned into some. Right, another banter. I, I promised I'd give him a shout out. So this is Cal Kennedy on the Slater, aka at Pavel Kennedy Free or Pav Kennedy Free. I can't remember. Can't be asked looking you up. Sorry, Cal. And I've, I've just got to express my admiration for him and his incredible ability to rustle the jimmies <laughs> of the entire city of Dundee on a regular basis with the same banter every single time just by claiming that Saints is a real derby for both of them. Wedging <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter and just the entire city. It's, I don't know how to keep falling for it. It is the equivalent. It is the t- sort of Twitter equivalent of the Spoonie Chop. <laughs> Everyone sees it coming. Everyone knows it's coming. Just the Dundonians don't really know what to do about it. So I, I, said, I'd give a, I said I'd give him a shout out. And... Um, I'm, I'm a man of my word because I spent a significant part of yesterday, even through sort of three days' worth of hangover, chuckling at that. What a guy. Actually, oh, this brings up a whole other point altogether I kind of want to talk about briefly. Now, we had the wedding on Friday. The, fall, the previous Saturday, I was at a, a black tie dinner, which was very fancy. You might have seen the photos. I was in a, a fancy bow tie and the like. And I was sat at a table next to a couple of people mainly Dick Campbell, but we'll get to him in a minute. But I was also sitting next to the Dundee Tannoy announcer, and I called it a derby as well, and he did not enjoy that one bit. You went, yeah, well, a wee cup derby coming up with us? He went, we're not playing Dundee United. Uh, hook, line, and sinker every yeah. single time. I uh, know, but uh, sitting next to Dick Campbell, though, what an absolute hilarious guy that he is. Except he offered Lynn the big dick experience four times. There may have been a bit of overkill there, but... <laughs> Other than that, um, yeah, I just, <laughs> so I was, at the same time, I was at Hamden because I'm a man of the working class, whereas Miller's obviously now just <laughs> knocking about in dinner suits by the weekend. <laughs> Every weekend, though, the last two. <laughs> knocking about in tuxedos by the weekend, hanging about with football managers. <laughs> so, no, I was at Hamden. I just, obviously, we all saw that Scotland-Moldova game and know it was pretty dry. So I'm just getting text through, just pictures. <laughs> I'm trying to stay awake in the middle of Hamden. You and Dick Campbell, yeah. just having a rare old time. He was a nice guy. He bought me a bottle of red wine and he bought a bottle of vodka for the table, which Lynn drank. And we woke up at half nine the next morning in Blue Gowrie, which wasn't where we started the night. Where did you start the night? Uh, Dundee. Where do you live? Perth. And I woke up being licked in the face by a boxer. I don't. My hotel didn't have a boxer dog at the time. Oh, I just, why did you say dog? I was going to say, was it Tyson Fury? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to throw in the word dog there. But uh, yeah, Dick Campbell, he was, we're chatting away and he asked me what I, I did for a living. I said, I'm a painter and decorator, I work for my dad. And he said, oh, don't ever work with your family, ever. He said, uh, one game, his two sons were playing for him and they both mm. got sent off in the same match. And his wife was there watching for the first time and he was going mental at his two sons for, for getting sent off he ended up fining them for getting sent off and as yeah. Dick Campbell's wife was so annoyed she paid the fine for both of them out of the joint account <laughs> so it ended up costing Dick Campbell £200 <laughs> <laughs> to fine his own kids that is you why you should network with your family no there's a point in that because you can't just let him get away because you're going to any other player yeah that was the problem it's a, that don't yeah, hence the reason don't ever work with with, no. with your kids but there we go I thought it was a nice story but it was a lovely day it was a, a memorial dinner for a guy called um Jason Alexander, who worked with Lynn, sadly passed away uh, through suicide last year. And it was a massive charity night. I think they raised about 10 grand, which was incredible. Tremendous. So it was a great night had by all. And um, it was supported a charity called Back On Side, which you can, um, if you Google them, they're on Twitter as well. 
Right, so we've got Aberdeen on Saturday. Liam Craig might play, and that would put him one match away from equaling Stephen Anderson's appearance record. We're going to hope to get Liam Craig on very soon. We've not got a guest this week. Um, he's, he's, he pulled out the last minute, unfortunately. But we will be back with a plethora of guests, as you well know, because I've, I've, give, I've given you a list of who we've got coming up. It will be an absolute smorgasbord. Yeah, it's our 30th birthday. It's all about us. It's our party and we can cry if we want to, Dan. As we said before, it's our podcast and we'll do whatever we want. The first week without a guest, hopefully it goes all right. At least it won't be two hours and a half, two and a half hours long. Uh, our, 30th, our 30th episode and we're going to have about 18 people listening because we've no guest on. You don't, do you just listen for the guests? I think you listen. Come for the guests, stay for the banner. Well, what more can I say? You summed it up beautifully there, mate. There we go. So... Liam. If that banter turns up at any point, you let me know. <laughs> like, so, all the usual social streets. <laughs> Liam Craig, going to break this appearance record very, very soon. And what a absolutely cracking honour. I hope he's captain for it as well. He should be if there's not one decided. I think, um, so when we get to that point, yeah, I, I think even if he doesn't get it, the job full time, um, I think he'll still be given the armband for that because it's an absolutely momentous achievement. It's a fitting individual to hold such a record as it is with Stevie Anderson still at present. Another friend of the show, and but <laughs> um, I, Liam Craig's just been—he's such an impressive footballer. You I mean you look at him on? You look at him. On Saturday, and it it belies his age. I thought he thought he had an exceptional game. He, he's he's still he's he's still got so much to offer. I think he may not play on Saturday after getting punched in the face from Morelis. That was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it was an absolute. It, it was an absolute howitzer for Morelis. Oh, it cl- was cleaned him out. It was. Um, I'm going to say, well, to be honest with you, had it been the other way around, I'd have been calling Morelos a cheating bastard. But I'm going to say <laughs> Liam Craig. I'm going to say Liam Craig used all his all his cunning and all his uh, all his wiles there. Uh, was, uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> Morelos' face was absolutely brilliant. Actually, give him his gin. But yeah, I just think he's still such an important player, and obviously. So a leader in the dressing room. And we're very, very lucky to have him. And aside from that, obviously, we know Liam sort of on a a little bit on a personal basis um, for him coming and speaking to us on on this podcast. And he's he's just a great lad as well. He couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Let's check some here. In his two spells, in the glorious cinch, in his two permanent spells, he's played 172 games each in each spell up to now in terms of league games. And that's the kind of symmetry I like. So if we could just drop him and then just play him in cup games until he gets a record and then until he retires, that'd be great. That would be Because I'd find that very pleasing. It is. It's pleasing on the eye, that, and that kind of stat. Yeah. I've just realised there's also 19 games on loan, so so till, but, and we'll move on. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was originally on the money. Anyway... It won't be long until we're talking about this and congratulating him. Maybe he's, if he plays the rest of the game, he might be top dogger for September. Who knows? Could be. He, he, made, a, he made a positive start to that, that particular um, soldier on 
Saturday. So if he can carry on, hey, should we try and get Andal back on? And a bit of the record, get Liam and Andal on just to just to bitch about each other. Just get them both on, yeah. Just let them chat yeah. chat out. And just, yeah, I think we should do that. That'd be real nice. But we do have a game against Aberdeen on Saturday. We're going up. We are going up, yeah. So it'll be a good. I don't know what will happen with the team. It could keep the same because I thought that everybody played really well. The same system would probably work. I don't know who else would come in. Buddy Davidson, is he back fit yet? I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a case of later in the week. Um, obviously, obviously, one of the names of the new signings that was that was missing um, from the Rangers game was Cameron McPherson. And very unfortunately, actually, because I, was, I was looking forward to seeing him in action for Saints, but it was a bounce game sort of this time last week up at, up at Breakin. And unfortunately, I think he's picked up a knock there. So he might be a little bit of a longer-term absentee from what we're hearing. But hopefully, he could, it, when he gets back, he gets back a bit stronger. I, I don't really see much reason to change barring any tired legs um, through sort of training this week. <clears throat> Maybe look to work with that back five for the time being until Liam Gordon's back. Um, I'm not sure whether he's due back for Aberdeen. Just remember, every little thing is going to be all right. Every little thing's going to be all right. That's our title this week. I still it? wouldn't put him in. Anyway, then we'll come on. <laughs> now, the midfield looked fine. There is a, maybe a possibility of putting uh, E2 Vertainen in there, who I just think he's going to be an awful lot of fun. Oh, big overhead. We didn't even mention the big overhead kick. Big overhead kick. Yeah, I think he's going to be a bit of a laugh, that lad. I think he's going to be... I still don't have any idea whether he's going to be good or not, but he's going to be good fun. So, <laughs> but I, I think you're probably more likely to see him come off the bench again. Um, I don't really see why you'd break up O'Halloran, Kane, and Spoonie. But Middleton will be back though. Middle. Ah, oh, yeah, I forgot. I've got my favourite player. Um, <laughs> Glenn Middleton's got to be back. And there we go. Man, who got an international goal. Glenn Middleton. We never even discussed this. Unbelievable. Sam, do you want to do a very impromptu? Uh, Impromptu returning feature. Go on. Shall we bring back international blues? I've still got the button. Absolutely <laughs> spike the monkey. Clearly I don't have that button, but I'll find it. There we go, international blues. Let's discuss a Scotland goal scorer. Middleton will try the shot, the goalkeeper will scoop it away. Back into Montgomery, chance for Scotland, Glenn Middleton! That's a terrific finish! Scotland are ahead inside eight minutes, and the man of the moment, well, he's so used to being the youngster in the squad, he's now the old hand. That's a terrific strike, Glenn Middleton, gives Scotland the lead. There it is, there was a goal. Good stuff, I watched the game, it was great. I watched it, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I was delighted for Ross Sinclair as well. Exactly. Uh, I did I did notice on Twitter, uh, no, it was Facebook, I think, somebody described him as St. Johnson's number two, which that kicked me, that hurt me hard. Oh, my page. Technically, <laughs> technically St. It's number three, but well played, Ross Sinclair. Well, very well played, I actually thought he was, he was very good. I was delighted for the boy because I know he's, I know he's had a few struggles with injury. Well, I think Elliot Parrish elaborated on it. He said he had um, wrist injuries at Ross Sol, which for a goalkeeper is obviously... Oh, pretty, that's, pretty vital. I remember that's when I tried to make a, an impromptu joke about having a wrist injury myself and it kind of fell on the ears. <laughs> I think I edited that I've out. Got, I've got a wrist injury from when I fell over on Saturday night. See, I don't remember this. Do you not remember this when we're walking from the dog at Christie's? No, I don't. I was singing Flower of Scotland too enthusiastically and fell over. Uh, anyway, 
started going backwards. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of that shenanigans. We're going to talk. <laughs> so Ross Sinclair um, getting his first under-21 cap. Um, huge congratulations to him on a very, very good performance. And Glenn Middleton getting, well, adding to his collection of under-21 caps. I think he's got 18 or 19 now, I think. 18 and 19. And it was, his, I think it was his second goal. So... Uh, a lovely finish, gave Scotland the lead, unfortunately. Surrendered that lead later on, but very credible 1-1 draw, Indeed. I'm going to say. And a couple of very good Saints performance. Middleton was like, I just think he's really good. I think he looked like the best. Um, he was just like the best kid in the playground, to be honest with you. Loving life. It, it's, just wanted to dribble around everyone. It's a long time since I've managed to watch an under-21 game where there's been two St. Johnson players featuring then tuning into the main event and seeing Xander Clark warming up for the Scotland national team. It's great stuff for these boys. It is brilliant. And obviously, I know there was a few folk disappointed that Xander um, didn't get the, you know, didn't get his first cap. But I think, A, Craig Gordon's performances probably showed why, he, why he's number one. But I thought one of, I thought one of Xander or Liam Kelly could have played against Moldova. But that's sort of, by the bye, he's still qualifying. You probably still want to pick the best side you got available. Um, but what an experience! What an experience is under that will have been. I don't think that'll be him out of action. I think that'll be him a, a mainstay in the unless John McLaughlin makes a comeback. But, yeah, but he yeah. was fairly he was fairly honking on Sunday. He cleared Michael Halloran out after about five ten minutes. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, this actually still walking to the ground. Yeah, caught on the highlights. <laughs> I think, yeah, I caught that on the highlight. I think by that point, because um, again, yeah, I think at that point we were holding hands walking up um, Creef Road because we were dressed exactly the same. We did. We both had on denim. We both had on double denim. Double denim. It's good, good luck. Strong luck. Good, strong luck. And, and so, yeah. Anyway, um, no, I thought, yeah, I think just what an experience is on the clock. I think he'll be... If he carries on his club form, because there's no obvious sort of, I think a lot of it is going to come down to club form, yeah. really. And who's looking, who's looking quite good? Because there's no sort of because Marshall's out of reckoning now. Um, Alan McGregor's obviously been retired from internationals for a little while, so there's only really Gordon there. So maybe when when there's an international break, where there's a couple of friendlies in there, or at least one friendly, we might see Zander. Um, Dander in a cap if he carries on his that stellar form that's earned him top dogger. Oh, indeed he has. But let's let's move on. We've come to the end of the show. It's short and indeed sweet this week. We're an hour down on last week, but I think it's a good timing. Sometimes we 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 try our best to get a guest on every week. Sometimes it uh, falls through, which I has this week unfortunately. But our subscribers will know who who we were going to try and get on this week. But. We will come back stronger next week with a plethora of guests. And next week, we have to thank Alan Stewart, who was over in Vienna recently for the Scotland game. And he bumped into a former St. Johnson player, who we now have the contact details for. So that'll be a good one. Another DJ, a man who went to the last game. What a guy. So we're going to keep this a surprise as to who it is. <laughs> but it's a Tillis of Curly So anyway, no, massive thanks to Alan, actually. Um, been terribly rude and actually not got got bad to it myself. Um, that's uh, you know, that's a massive help to us, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is uh, going to be a good one. I think so. So we we need to speak to him this week. He might be on next week. He might not. But we've got a list of guests now. 
And also, we like to just thank every single person that gets in touch with us to say, I know this player, we can give you his contact details, you might want to come on. It's a massive help to us. And we really, really, really appreciate it. So, because you guys are so helpful, we've came up with a new feature, which we started last week, which is the Dogger Saints notice board. If there's anything you want plugged, you let us know. And I've got a couple for this week. Sam, I can't wait to wear them. It's good. Charities, that is what it's all about. Helping a, a good cause. And we've got two doing just that. First one, Mark Cathro. I'd love to hear about what Mark's up to. He's running the London Marathon on the 3rd of October for Diabetes UK. Absolutely tremendous. It is. Um, he's done a few fundraisers over the past few years for Macmillan Cancer Support, Samaritans, and most recently Cancer Research UK, raising just over £7,000 in total. He says himself he's not a runner, a volleyball player actually, and I've only had 94 days to prepare, so it's been some challenge having only ever run a half marathon before this one. His sister was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when she was 8, now she's 21, so she's always asked me to fundraise for them and I wanted to save it for something big like the London Marathon. So well done. It was actually in the Courier article, you can find it, um, about the Ken Ross man who's lost four stone as well. Good effort, son. Well done. I think I found it. (laughs) I think I'm... I think we shared it over the last couple of weeks, but no, Mark, um, absolutely delighted. Um, delighted you're doing this, mate. It's a, a wonderful charity and uh, a wonderful story as well that you've told them. Many congratulations on all your all your hard work training and reaping the rewards with uh, with dropping a bit of timber as well. Dropping a bit of timber. And our second one, and also a fundraiser, this one is something that we're supporting, Team Dogger Saints. We are the official sponsor, Kirsten Roper's Silent Auction and Quiz Night, which will be a re- who, who doesn't love a quiz? Me when I was on Tipping Point, but apart from that, <laughs> that was a great banner. Anyway, but other than that, no, uh, absolutely wonderful, wonderful cause. Uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic event. Obviously, we've been we've been chatting to Kirsten about it. Um, it was a very nice write up. In was it in the? In the record? Yeah, daily record, yep. Um, Kirsten's suffered from sepsis three times. So she's hosting a quiz night to raise money for Sepsis UK. So if you want to book a table, get in touch with Kirsten on Twitter, Facebook. There's links to it. And I think the quiz night is on the on the 9th of October, 7pm start. You can get her on facebook.com slash kirsten.roper1988 or text her dad Brian on 07786070758 to book a table. And that'll be a blooming rare evening. So well done, you guys, raising all the funds. Absolutely fantastic. Great work from Mark and Kirsten. In your own sort of different events, different ways, absolutely going to smash it. And um, I just really hope you can raise as much as possible for uh, two fantastic causes. Brilliant. And we also have to, again, thank the Cheeky Cheeky Panda, <laughs> he is a cheeky panda. Did you see the picture of him in his nappy today? Oh, it was it was just what I needed to be honest with you, mate. Wholesome content, another good so- feature. And guess what, Dan? They've got a sale on at the moment. You're kidding me! A packet of the cheeky panda biodegradable handy wipes down to seventy five p. Cheap wipes. <laughs> Sam, 
You yanking my chain. Like, you, now you used to yank the toilet chain. Surely, you're yanking my chain, but that's just, they're giving it away. Pocket tissues. They're plastic-free, and they're made of bamboo, and they're tissues. You're saving the earth. Gotta do it. We gotta do it. 59p. <laughs> Unbelievable. But the best bargain out of the lot, 18 bamboo baby nappies, dermologically tested, 100% bamboo lining, super absorbent core with Aqualock technology. 3 out of 9, down from 7 out of 9. <laughs> Giving them away. Babies go to the toilet a lot. They do. I know this. Yeah, the, the, those discounts, they're where it's at. Bulk buy. If you want to bulk buy them, you get six packs down 47 out of nine, down to 23 out of nine. Get to cheekypanda.com. Do your bit. Chris Forbes and his wife, Julie, they're doing a good, good thing. And he's a Saints fan. You've seen the bottom of the scoreboard. Now they are investing in the club. Give them their, your support as well. Get yourself to the website. Go and see the cheeky, cheeky panda and have a look. You might pick up a bargain. Brilliant. Uh, so thanks again to them. Thanks again to you guys for listening. Thank you again to the subscribers who will get, as soon as we do our next set of Saints interviews, you will get them sent straight to your email. Dan will still give you a newsletter this week, which is a bloody good thing. Sam, war and peace. A farewell to arms. I would consider it uh, like a, a, something nice to read in the toilet. That's when, I, that's when I usually read it. It's just long enough. It's just long enough. I was going to say, war and peace. A farewell to arms. Farewell, my lovely. It's nothing like any of them. It's a very small newsletter you know, for about, about a football team and a podcast. But I enjoy writing it. And I hope that sort of comes across with the subscribers. I've had a few folk getting sort of saying really nice things. So I really appreciate that an awful lot. Um, and just as ever, like as Sam says, all the lovely things we've had said about the podcast, everyone getting in touch with us. It's exactly, it's, it, it does make it worth, it does make it all feel very, very worthwhile. So we appreciate it. Keep listening. But hopefully not put off by a guest this week. Yeah, um, we're not always going to have a guest this week. Out of 30 episodes, I have one guest this week. We've not done too badly at all. But we will make it up to the subscribers by doing extra dad jokes. Do you want a snippet of a dad joke just to see what the, these subscribers can, can get through the videos yes. we send them? So, Dan, I was walking in the jungle and saw a lizard on his hind legs telling jokes. I turned to the local tribesman and said, huh, that lizard's really funny. The tribesman said, that's not a lizard. He's a stand-up chameleon. I'm trying not to laugh at that because I know I shouldn't laugh at it, but it's really crappy. See you next week. Bye.